team with some of my team this morning to release some prophetic things. Um, I'm really, really excited because I know that this is such a, an opportunity for us to come right now. Like, the title for today is called, It's Time. It's Time. And uh, the Lord had just been putting in, like, everywhere we went, <laughs> this is what, what the theme was. The theme was, It's Time. Um, not only to me, but part of our team, there was dreams that they had, there was revelation they were getting by the Spirit of the Lord. And so um, I want to call uh, Pastor Vicki up here and Roxy up here because um, this is about the Lord, the timing of the Lord, and what he wants to do this season. Um, this, is, this is a team thing. This is a body of Christ thing. And so I just get excited to hear other people's revelation, what they're getting, what they're dreaming about, because it's so important that each and every one of us have a voice to begin to share what God is speaking. And it's not about just one person or just, you know, the same people all the time. It's about the body of Christ. And so when people come share their heart with me of things they're getting prophetically, I get excited in my spirit and I can feel it burning. And I'm just like, yes, we're going to release that. <laughs> and so, um, so I want Vicki to first share because, um, first of all, I just, I feel like I need to say this first before we continue because I, I want to flow with the spirit of the Lord this morning. I don't want to be rushed. I don't want to feel like I have to do something quickly. But I want to, I really, 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 today is my father-in-law's um, anniversary of him going to be in heaven. And I want to honor him this morning. I want to honor the gift that he gave me of my husband because it's an amazing gift he left here for me and my kids. And I just want to dedicate today's service in his honor because uh, my father-in-law had this amazing calling on his life to be a pastor. And I think he had all the time in the world. And he didn't realize he didn't have all the time in the world. And so he didn't get to fulfill in fullness his calling. But I know my kids will go ahead and take those reins. I know my husband will take those reins to fulfill those things. And before he passed, he was so seeking and reading about Holy Spirit. And I know that there was something burning, something churning inside of him. And, and, and he was like our biggest fan, like he was our biggest supporter. And everywhere we ministered at and we released things, he would like call us crying and just say, oh my God, it was so good. And he was just so faithful to our ministry and things we did as him being Pete's dad. And I used to call him dad and people would be so confused. Like, how can he be your dad and your husband's dad? Like, how does that work? <laughs> and I would just laugh all the time. I was like, I call him dad because he was like a dad to me. And so I just want to dedicate today's message, it's time. Because so many times we think we have all this time in the world and we don't sometimes. And that's, that's part of the message this morning that we want to share. So Pastor Vicki had a dream when we were in Pennsylvania. And it was so on point with what God was releasing. And we're getting prophetic things in Pennsylvania. And here is Pastor Vicki having this dream. And then days later, Roxy has a revelation of the Lord. And it's about the same thing. 
So when God's speaking loudly about something, it's because he's like, okay, bride, you got to listen. You got to wake up, smell the coffee. You got to wake up and, and, and listen to what I'm speaking to you spiritually. So I just wanted them to come up here and share what the Lord gave them because it's going to all come together and piece together very nicely this morning. Good morning. Amen. Um, I had this encounter with the Lord. I, I went to bed and I had prayed a little bit before I went to bed and I was like, Lord, I just, you know, whatever you want, Lord, I just want to do what you, what you want me to do. And I just went to bed like we normally do, right? We just flop on the bed and we're going to bed. Well, in the, in the, as I started dozing off, I just felt like I fell into this really deep sleep and I began to have this encounter and in this dream encounter, and I knew it was of the Lord because it just, like, you could feel it, taste it. I mean, it's just, like, so tangible, so, um, it just felt so real. So, in this dream, I'm going down the road with my husband, and we're looking at these different houses, and I love old houses, so I'm, in my dream, I'm looking at old houses, and we come to this house, and it was like a tree, and I told my husband, this is a weird house. It had these big windows, and they were, they were gold, and they were sparkly. What, what girl doesn't like the glitter, right? So I said, honey, let's back up because I want to go and look in this house. So as I walked into this house, the windows were carved into what looked like a large tree, huge tree. And we walked in, and as I began to touch the tree, the tree started transforming into this large, beautiful, different um, facets of clocks. And they started to mold, and they started to do the little, the little rivets in the inside of the clocks. I began to see them starting to turn, and they were just, it was an old-timey clock, and it would click and click and you could hear the clicking sound of the of the clock and as it began to make and maneuver that tree literally grew into arms of a clock and as I touched it I felt like this jolt of electricity hit me and I opened my eyes and there wasn't I had an encounter with an angel and I and he wanted me to go back to sleep and finish this dream and I'm like, well, why did I have the angel wake me up? Well, because I touched it, and I wasn't, the Lord wasn't done with what he was trying to show me. So I went back into that deep sleep, and that clock, it just began different time zones. But the time zones, it didn't have like, it just said, um, you know how it says central time, eastern time. It had that all in this big, huge clock, and they were just spinning so fast. And I thought, well, I can't read that clock. It's going too fast. And it just began to spin and spin and spin. And I began to tell the Lord, Lord, what is this? Why is it spinning? I can't, do you want me to read this time? What, is, what are you showing me, God? And as I began to say that, the, the um, hands of the clock, it became this big, large clock with a whole bunch of little clocks inside of it. And that clock, the arm began to write and the, the writing said, it, the time is now. And as soon as I seen that, the, the angel that was in with me in the dream showed me a watch, a gold watch. It was huge. And in that gold watch, the Lord impressed in me it was Pete's dad's watch. And I thought, Lord, what does this mean? I mean, I never met Pete's dad, but I had that 
that watch was so huge. And then it began, the Lord began to show me other things in the dream. But that watch was so specific and it was huge. I mean, it was blinged. It was so huge. You could not, not notice this watch. And the Lord began to tell me and show me Pete's dad. And this watch was so beautiful, it, but it didn't have like the little hands, you know, the time hands. It just was all the numbers and it was just spinning and spinning, but it had, it looked like an army watch with different little time zones in it, but the time zones were spinning. It was beautiful. And then I got up from the encounter and I began to share it with Alice. And Alice said that they were talking about the time and all this stuff. So I'll let her get into that. But I just wanted to share that with you, how that everything was specifically told to me for a reason so that I could share with Alice because there's a reason for everything. But I specifically got the time is now from it. Thank you so much, Pastor Vicki. When she was releasing this to me, I began to pray and ask the Lord, what was the Lord trying to say with the dream? And when she started saying how the cocks began to transform into something beautiful, the Lord began to tell me that that was us. We were the clocks that were transforming into something so beautiful because it, it's time and the time is now. The, even the pocket watch, the gold pocket watch she had told me about, I believe it was the Lord's pocket watch, and it was gold. And the whole thing with the different time zones represents the nations. And it represents the Papa's pocket watch because in the olden days, the person you bought pocket watches for were for the dads. They were always given to the Papas in the family. And if the papa had a, a pocket watch, it meant it was something of antique. It was something that meant something great. There was always an, an uh, inscription, something that meant a lot on that watch. And so I believe the Lord is really speaking loudly to us about the timing, not only for us, but for the nations, that the Lord's about to do something amazing. And he's going to use each and every one of us in transformation to something so beautiful in that process. So Roxy got another part of this, and I just want her to come up and share what the Lord was showing her in the revelation. And it's, it's amazing how God speaks loudly that we're all in one spirit, Holy Spirit, and we're all seeing different perspectives of what God's speaking right now. Amen. He's definitely speaking loudly. So I wrote this down. I was, um, as, you, as you were away, we were in worship Friday morning. This happened on September 7th. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning, and the Lord spoke to me specifically, and he said, it is time. Tell my people that it is time. And so I closed my eyes and got into the worship and just felt the Spirit of the Lord come upon me, and he had me write this word down that is specific for now. This is a now word for now for the body of Christ. So the Lord says, tell my people that I am shaking the ground. All that is solid shall remain as the dust and the loose rocks fall away. What is left shall be steadfast, unmovable, and a straight highway to heaven on earth lies before you. I see speed skating in the spirit, I told the Lord. The Lord said, it's time to soar now. It's time to soar. Your vessel can move faster now than ever before, and nothing stands in your way anymore. 
There is nothing left that can trip you up and that can cause you to fall. The way has been made straight before you, and the ground is solid and smooth. Now is the time for takeoff, says the Lord. The boots of peace upon your feet have skates upon them. And I saw the boots of peace being transformed into ice skates, as if we were ice skating in the Spirit. And the Lord said, these are the sharpest and the smoothest skates known to exist. And now it's time to speed skate into the nations and carry the message of Christ far and wide to every ear that will hear. No opposition is a worthy competitor to you, for with you runs the Lord of hosts before you and behind you. You are the torchbearer to the nations, says the Lord, and it's time to carry the light out into the darkness. Now close your eyes and see. Close your eyes and see, says the Lord, and take off. You don't need your physical sight for this race, but spiritual sight is what you shall operate in. So close your eyes and see. It's time for takeoff. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. See, God is speaking so loudly. I get excited to hear the different perspectives and how God, it's the same message, it's time. But everybody is seeing it differently. And what, when, when, she, when I read what she was getting in that, I kept getting this verse in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. And it says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Ne neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. It says, it says instead, they put it on its stand. <laughs> and it gives light to everyone in the house. This is Vicky's house. Vicky was seeing the house and the doorknob and, and coming in this house, right? This is what the house is supposed to look like. And it says, it says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is why we're going out this coming up Saturday, because it's important that we go out, we shine our light. Quit trying to hide the very thing God has given you. Put it underneath a bowl or underneath a table and hide it somewhere, but begin to let your light shine and shine on those who've never had an experience with God, who's never, they've never seen the love of the Father or felt it. That's the important part. So we're in Pennsylvania. They're getting all this revelation and the dreams and the encounters, and then the pastor there comes up to me in Pennsylvania, Pastor Joyce. And she's like, the Lord is just talking so loudly to me this morning. I was spending time with him before y'all got here, and the Lord is talking to me. And I was like, well, what is he saying? Because that's the way I am. I'm like, yeah, tell me everything. Just give it all to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like a sponge, you know. And this is what the Lord began to tell her. So last night I was like, send me what the Lord said. <laughs> The Lord began to tell her, it's time, it's time. I can hear the angels cry, it's time, it's time. Don't let it pass you by. The water has broken, the labor begun, each given a child to teach how to run. <laughs> the fire ignited in spots here and there till all have united in one glorious flare 
That's what that was about this morning, the unity between the revelation of everybody. The oil is pouring to anoint the sons. They depend only on this to get the father's job done. No need to be fearful. No need to fret. Our father is preparing to pull in his net. <laughs> this is a favor Pete was talking about this morning. It's glorious, it's beautiful, it's exciting, it's fun. It's all to be completed in Jesus, his son. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? She said that, and I was just like full of this joy. And I could begin to feel the favor of God and some things just like falling off of like hope to fur left. And I could see it on people when she shared it that night in Pennsylvania. And the Lord had spoken to Pete um, months back about the oil starting in Pennsylvania. And it coming through the rivers to Ohio. And it going to New York. And it going to all these places through the rivers. And let me tell you, God is speaking loudly more than ever. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's so, so good. It's so, so good. We just thank you, Father, for everything you're releasing this time, God. We, we don't devalue it. We don't just walk by like it's just some other thing, God. And the Lord has been speaking to me, and he said, you know, the hands that Vicky was talking about of the clocks that were moving so fast, that represented acceleration. Things are going to begin to happen so extremely fast Faster than we could imagine. There's something breaking through. There's something like, I began to see even this morning like a, a busting. Like, like, you know, when you have a bag, just like she was saying about the birthing. And it's like, it's, it, 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 it's us. It's like we've gotten stretched and we've gotten stretched. And the more stretching we go through, all of a sudden the lining thins out, right? <laughs> the lining that surrounds us begins to get thin as we're getting stretched. And all of a sudden, the goodness of God just busts out of us. And all we have left is what God originally created us individually to be and to move in. Yes, Lord, we just thank you. Our time is not the, nothing like the Lord's time. The enemy comes and he makes us think that we've missed things. That we were, we, we miss things in our trials. We miss things in going through things in our lives. Man, we missed it when we were depressed. Man, we missed it when we went through this and through that. And the Lord's like, no, you don't understand. Your timing is not like my timing. Our, the timing of heaven is so different than the natural timing that we're in right now. There's a shift of acceleration and alignment with the heavens right now. And it says in Proverbs 16, 9, it says, it says, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We can plan all we want, but the Lord's steps are established in each and every one of our lives. And then at James 4, 13 through 15, it says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, We'll go into such and such town, spend a year there, trade and make some profit. This is their language at that time. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What, what, what is your life? 
For you're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. See, that's where we should be. We should be seeking Holy Spirit and the Lord and saying, what does he want for us to do this season? This is the timing of the Lord. It's his time for his light to begin to shine up and out of us. When we go out, when we pray for people, when we love on people, that we're, we're the light that represents Christ this season. It says in 2 Peter 3, 8, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years as, as it is to one day. What does that tell you? Our timing is way off. We think that we don't have that much time. We think that, man, we lost this time. We lost that time messing around with dumb things and making bad decisions. And the Lord's like, no, you don't understand. What, I, what you think that I can't do, in one day, I can do so much. There can be such a shift. There can be such a move of God from one minute to the next. Every revival, every, everything that you begin to read on the past generals of faith, they were not expecting for anything to happen. And within seconds, something was ignited. Something was shifted. Something began to break out from the people. And let me tell you, when the presence of God and Holy Spirit falls on you, you don't have a choice but to submit, to do whatever it is he wants you to do. You're not, your, your mind begins to break off and your spirit begins to arise and it begins to make you do things that you would have never done in your own natural mindset. But the battle comes because we keep trying to shut that part down inside of us. We keep trying to shut down the radical fire inside of us, and we put out our own fire. It's not the Lord. It's not the devil sometimes. It's us ourselves. We put out the fire ourselves. We begin to, to make ourselves unvaluable uh, uh, and that we're not worthy. And all these things come up, and the Lord's like, no, that's not what I created you for. I created you to burn. I created you to go change the world. I created you that when you step out of your home, your house, that you're so excited, just like her poem that the Lord gave her, that you're so excited about what God's about to do that you can't help but to tell everybody about it. You know when you're excited about something? You know when you have breakthrough in your life? You're just excited to share with your family and everybody? If I give you a million dollars today, you're going to go out and tell all your family, you'll never believe what happened to me, sister. You'll never believe what happened to me, brother. You're going to call up your mom and your dad, and you're going to be like, man, guess what happened today? And God's like, are you going to be excited like that for me? you got to be excited like that for what I'm about to do in your life, that it's going to be such a dr dramatic change. It's going to be such an impact, not only to you and your family, but to those that come around you that you're meeting on the street and different random places while you're grocery shopping. You know, we make things so difficult in our mind, and God's like, I'm simple. If you just do the simple things I'm asking you to do, I'm faithful to everything I'm telling you to do. Some of the things he will tell you to do, seems, it seems silly. You're like, God, that seems so silly. It seems so simple. And God's like, no, you don't understand the power 
that is in that simplicity, the power that's in that one thing that I'm asking you to do. You don't know what it does to somebody's life when you come and you tell them that there's somebody who loves them, regardless of decisions they've made, regardless of things they've done, that Jesus loves them so much and that nothing could ever tear you apart from that love. How I know when I first came to know the Lord and they told me that I never knew that before and I went to church. I was a very religious person. Let me tell you, my mom, our culture, you went to church. It wasn't a choice. And then I but I never knew how powerful his love was for me. I only knew bits and pieces that Jesus and God was this far off person. And God's like, "No." I'm right here, right, right here with you. I'm right here going through this changes in your life. I just, I just like begin to hear right now, like somebody was going through a divorce right now. And the Lord says, I'm right here with you. I'm going through this divorce with you. I'm going through these changes in your family with you. Maybe it's somebody online, but I'm telling you, he's with you. If you're going through depression, he's with you. If you're going through, through uh, uh, all kinds of healing out of abuse and things in your life, he's with you. You're not alone in the process. Pete was talking about entering into a time of favor. And when I tell you that we're not on the same timing as the Lord, and he can do things in seconds, in seconds, in a blink of an eye, God can do something. And I was beginning to read in Exodus 12:35. And it says this. <laughs> now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. And they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Let me tell you, they had to overcome fear. They had just come out of slavery. They were getting beat down every day if they were not doing what they were told to do. The enemy has beat you down long enough. The slavery is done with. Peter was singing about it this morning. It's finished. We continue to keep ourselves as slaves, and God's like, no, you're not a slave anymore. It's time you began to step into my favor, just like, just like the people of Israel began to understand what favor looked like. They went one day from being slaves to the next day. coming. They had to overcome fear. Because they had to come back to the very people that beat them and was doing all these bad things to them. And they had to come back to them and begin to request this silver, this gold, all these things. And guess what? <laughs> the miracle of God came in and touched the hearts of those Egyptians. And guess what? Favor came in with man in such a way that they had no choice but to release back to the people of God what was due to them. They didn't have a choice. Because when God puts his hand on something, it brings breakthrough. And it pushes things through. And it makes things happen. And no hand is greater than the hand of God. No power is greater than the power of the hand of God that comes in and moves and shifts things on your behalf to begin to walk in this favor. 
They knew, they understood favor at that moment. And that's when they started walking to their promised land. They stepped out in faith and left everything they knew to begin to walk this thing out because God was like, I'm with you. You're not alone. I'm with you. I'm walking this out with you. I'm walking out these things. <laughs> they walked to the wilderness. Some of us have been in the wilderness way too long. And God's like, you walk through the wilderness, but then you come out on the other side. The wilderness doesn't last for all your life. Some of us in our minds, the way we grew up, think that we have to stay in this wilderness. We think that the battle is normal. The warfare is normal. There's something normal about it. And God's like, not in my kingdom. When you go through the wilderness, you come out to the promises. You don't just go through the wilderness so you can sit there and, and put up a tent and hang out there. You go through the wilderness because there's strengthening in those wilderness times. There's a backbone that God begins to put inside you as sons and daughters of God. And then you begin to learn a little bit of things with Christ. Because guess what? When you're in your wilderness times, you're just seeking him. You're on your face. And you're like, God, I can't do this without you. I need you. You know, when I was in Pennsylvania, God just kept telling me, people need to understand they have to have a desperation for me again. Their paychecks, everything they know on a daily basis is not going to be enough for them anymore. There's going to be such hunger and such a weightiness in their hearts that they're going to come back to a place of such a desperation. And it's not going to be about their every two-week paycheck. But they're going to come to a point where saying, God, I'm just so desperate for you. I need you, God. I can't keep walking and think I'm going to get somewhere by myself with my own ideas and my own thoughts. But God, I need you in this wilderness that we're going to walk out of this wilderness together on the other side and we're going to see victory and we're going to see the promises and we're going to see the favor of God begin to come on our behalf to move and shift things in such a way that you're going to be like, you're going to be blown away. The times that I've seen the favor of God happen in my life, I can't even talk. I'm just crying and crying and crying because of his goodness. I don't know about you, but it, when somebody blesses you over and over and over again, it's overwhelming. The way that I was taught that pride never taught me how to receive blessings. And as sons and daughters of the king, we've got to learn how to receive our blessings from people. God has sent all the boats to you. He sent the people to rescue you sometimes. And sometimes because we're prideful, we don't take the help. We don't take the blessings. And let me tell you, God will put something in somebody's heart, just like he did in the Egyptians that day, to move their heart in such a way that whether they were your enemies, he will turn their hearts to bring favor upon you and your family. That's the way the kingdom of God works. That's the realness of how it's supposed to look like. So he tells me all this, and he's sharing with me about it's time, it's time. The one thing I kept hearing from the Spirit of the Lord through all of this, it's the power of our yes. In 2 Corinthians 1, 17 through 20, I want you to turn there. I want your spirits to begin to capture this one thing. Because it's time 
is connected with your yes. Paul's speaking about this to the church. And it says, therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? The Lord had him go from one place to a whole other place and rerouted him. And so he's telling the people, look, I got rerouted. Some of us are getting rerouted today like those clocks that were moving and spinning. That's the rerouting. Some of us are getting realigned and rerouted in some areas in our life. And then he says, my little page here he moved here, so hold on just one moment. <laughs> so he says that, and he's talking to the people. Let me find my place here. He's talking to the people, and he's telling them, look, if you think that I made such a decision so lightly to come here, I didn't. Some of you have been in this battle in your mind for such a long time. And the Lord, the Lord is trying to show you something that Paul had to go through himself. Hold on. I will find this. <laughs> just bear with me. The fan just like totally blew this over. <laughs> but he says this, and he says, look, I don't take lightly the things that God is telling me to do. I don't take lightly the, the, de, the rerouting, the detour, the things God is having me do. You know, the Lord just kept telling me over and over again this past weekend because I was going through, like, some difficulties. And the Lord just kept saying, I'm not done. I'm not done. Just wait. Just let me work it out for you. Just wait. Just wait. Don't say anything. Don't speak out of your emotions. Don't speak out of your circumstance. Just wait. And I sat there and waited over and over again for different situations to have breakthrough in it. And the Lord showed up. And there was blessing and favor out of every situation that was a difficult thing. And so even this, <laughs> it's because the Lord is telling us, look, just wait. Just wait. It says, therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? Or the things I plan, we have our own plans, right, sometimes? <laughs> Second Corinthians 1.17. Or the things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? That with me there should be yes, yes, yes. And no, no. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes. Him Amen. To the glory of God through us. Through us. That we would say yes every time. Not because of any one person, but we're saying yes in Jesus. 
Our yes is wrapped inside of him. It's not about our flesh and how we feel and our emotions, our decisions we make. Because your emotions always go up and down. Sometimes you're sad. Sometimes you're happy. And the enemy comes and plays with our minds and our emotions all the time. But that we're so grounded in him that our yes is wrapped in him and not in ourselves. And Paul talks about that. Paul was being very transparent. And he said, look, just like Timothy, just like Savanus, they, they, we didn't make this decision lightly. There was no decision made lightly. But we said yes, not because of anything else, but we said yes because our yes was in him. It was wrapped in him. And some of you, there's decision making coming around the bow. And it's not easy. And you're not going to take it lightly sometimes. But the Lord is really saying, look, your yes is wrapped in me. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, our yes. Sometimes we don't understand why we're even saying yes. Sometimes I want to say no, and God's like, you're going to say yes. And I'm like, but God. And he's like, no, you're going to say yes, and you're going to do what I'm telling you to do. And I'm like, yes, sir, okay. Even when I want to say no. And the Lord's plan is always the best plan because he orders the steps, right? I want to read you something. You can always refer back to 2 Corinthians 6.2 with what I'm going to read you. Everyone should sense the urgency of the days in which we, leave, we live in. While there is a mighty move of God sweeping the world, there's also an anonymous fear gripping the hearts of the millions. You can read about it on the headlines and hear about it on the evening news. Throughout the world, there's a deep concern about the future. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Isaiah 55, 6. We are living in a season of grace. I really believe this. God has chosen to bless, not to curse. He has chosen mercy, not judgment. Romashiti. But my friend, this could change at any moment. God wants to send revival to you and your household now. There is no promise of tomorrow. Now is the time to allow the light of the gospel of Christ to shine into the deep, dark, inner recesses of your heart. Now is the time to break up the topsoil of your heart and allow the precious word of God to enter in like a seed falling on a freshly tilled garden. Now is the time to drop your heavy burdens at the, front, at the foot of the cross, take his yoke upon you and learn of him. Now is the time to cast all your cares upon Jesus because he cares for you. Many of us spend so much time musing over past mistakes that we miss the opportunity right before us. Many of us are so preoccupied with taking care of our tomorrows that we bypass our opportunity for today. Remember, the opportunity of a lifetime must be sieged during the lifetime of the opportunity. 
When God comes near in his great mercy, do not miss your opportunity. We have no promise of tomorrow. Tomorrow is a date that can only be found in a fool's calendar. Now is the day of salvation. Do not pull it off. Go after God. Pursue him for revival in your own life and in the lives of those around you. Now is the time. I'm telling you, now is such a perfect timing that we can no longer look backwards at our mistakes. We can no longer look at what would have, could have, should have. I always tell everybody the would have, could have, should have are such a plan of the enemy. God is not worried about that. God is worried about the now. What are we going to change? What are we going to do now? What are we going to begin to walk in now? Are we going to be the light that shines on the hill onto those around us? Are we going to be those that go and love on people and show them the love of Christ? And because we're in the time of such grace right now. You know what grace does? Grace comes in comforts that even if you, as you stumble, doing the things of God, listening to the voice of Holy Spirit, that even if it's not perfect in your own eyesight, grace comes and picks you up and dusts you off and says, it's okay, honey, we can keep running this race. Dust yourself off, get back up, rise up in the spirit of the Lord and begin to run your race again. That's what grace does. And no, none of us are perfect. None of us have this like tap down to the T of how we listen to the voice of God. But let me tell you, he's faithful in every instant. And it's time for us to begin to step foot on the new ground and the new things he has for us. It's time for us to step out of that wilderness state, that wilderness area, and begin to walk into our promised land. Because the favor of God wants to come in our lives in such a way that when we go to him at his feet on his throne, that he's going to say, okay, let me send it to you. What, oh, what do you need for your missions? Oh, let me send it to you. Oh, what do you need for that vision that I gave you the other day? That burning that's inside of you? Oh, let me send it to you. Oh, what else do you need? What else do you need to begin to shake the ground like Roxy was talking about? To begin to manifest the real deal of who God is on the land where you're at. God didn't make a mistake by sending me and my family here to Ohio. And, you know, the enemy were sure would, would make me think that with my father and my, my, my father-in-law and my mother passing back at home while I was here. But let me tell you, that's the devil, and he's a liar. He's a liar. And I'm telling you, maybe sometimes he tells you you could go do other things and be somewhere else and do other things, and God pulls you back in and pulls you back into this place because this is where you're supposed to be. This is where God has you to be. And God's like, I got your steps ordered already. You don't even have to worry about anything. Quit trying to figure things out because your steps are already ordered. I already have the assignments already ordered. You're supposed to be in the army of God where he orders the assignments. He orders the steps. And when those orders come in, guess what? You can't be like, oh, well, I don't know, and jumping in and out. You have to take the assignment and say, man, I just, I walk with you, God. 
I walk with you no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. I know you're here walking with me, and there's going to be breakthrough, and there's going to be some fire, and we're going to walk out of this wilderness together, and then on the other side, we're going to see such fire and promises of God that are going to change the world. Some of us need to get out of our own homes, our own circumstances, to be world changers for the nations. That's what the clocks were representing, that when we become one with the Holy Spirit and we begin to listen to God saying what he needs to say to us, that we become these beautiful wooden clocks that he created, that we're on his timing, not our own timing. Sometimes God tells us, take a left or a right, and it's an inconvenience to us, and we don't listen long enough to see what he has for us on the other side because it becomes an inconvenience for our schedule. And God's like, are you on my timing? Are you going to listen to me? Are you going to listen to your mind? Replaying old junk, replaying old stuff over and over again. Some of us need to get a hammer and crush that, that sound, those words that you keep hearing over and over again in your mind that keep crushing your spirit. Your spirit has strength. Your spirit is faithful. And when you line yourself up with the spirit inside of you that God put in there, there's no stopping you. That's why he's after your mind. He gives you impure thoughts. He gives you like like just this, this mindset of being defeated. You're not defeated. You're the king's kids. You belong to the king. The king's kids were never set up to fail. They were never set up to be defeated. Let me tell you, we weren't set up for failure. We were set up for victory. We were set up that we could be like the, the Israels that one day they were slaves. And he died on the cross for us that we could come to the other side and begin to reap of the favor. They were slaves when one day to the next, they inherited more than enough to go to their promised land. God's about to shift things. He's about to change things. He's about to come in like this flood. You know what happened to the place where we ministered in Pennsylvania? Days later after we left, there was a flood. And the Lord right now just quickened my spirit. And we were praying with them. And we were, we were just covering them in prayer. And the Lord said right now, I'm coming in like a flood. When a flood comes in, you can't stop it. Sometimes it gets flooded in here when it rains. And we're like trying to put towels. And we're trying to put everything to stop it from coming in. And the Lord's like, no, you can't stop a flood. It's coming in whether you want it to or not. Quit trying to stop the flood in your heart. Quit trying to uh, stop the flood in your spirit. Let me come all the way in. Let me overflow you with my goodness and favor this season. Don't reject the blessings anymore. When people are sent to you, you take heed to it. When people want to bless you, you take the blessing. It's Jesus himself that's going to begin to send people your way to help you and to bless you. And it's, it's for his glory. It's for you, his honor. That when you get those blessings, you're going to turn around and you're going to say, Man, Jesus did this for me. 
Jesus gave me this breakthrough. Just when I was about to give up, Jesus showed up for me. Just when I was going to lay my head down and just stop worshiping him, Jesus came and picked me up. And he put me on his cross. And he carried me. And he carried me to my next destination. And when I was tired, he came and he picked me up. And he kept walking with me to the next thing he had for me. And he never gave up on me. And he never gave up on me. And he never gave up on me. That's what you need to say this morning. Jesus never gave up on you. He always believed in you. He still believes in you till this very day. Those that are watching, he believes in you. He believes in what he created you to do. Don't listen to the enemy anymore. Let me tell you, it's time. It's time to begin to let your branches come out. It's time for, for you to allow yourself to begin to grow inside of his spirit. Grow inside of him. Because what gets you to say your yes is in him, not anybody else. God, we say yes to you. Let's just begin to stand this morning. God, we say yes to you this morning, God. We say yes. You know, we just need to come to agreement right now. We come to agreement with your favor and every family here, every family that's watching, every family that's going to watch. We just agree with your favor this morning, God. God, we just thank you, God. We just come and thanksgiving, God. We need you, God. Begin to tell the Lord how much you need him this morning. Because we need him. God, we need you, God. We can't do this without you, God. We need you in this place. We need you in Stryker. We need you in Ohio, God. We need you in the nations, God. We need you with the president, God. We need you, God. We can't do this without you, God. Just begin to declare. Just begin to declare, sons and daughters. Begin to let your voice begin to make the sound of the vibrations of your throne this morning, of what he's speaking to you. Oh, we just thank you, God. Oh, we just thank you, God. Oh, we step into the more. Oh, we step into the more this morning, God. We step into the more. <laughs> we step into the more, God. 